Hello and welcome to episode 56 of the Ohio Huntsman podcast. And kind of ironically, because we didn't plan this, this is our 2019 season goals episode. And so if you go back to last year, episode 6 was our goals episode. So sort of the same thing we did last year. We're just going to talk about our our goals, our plans for this season, things we want to maybe accomplish. We also touch on some new, uh, I'll say tactics or improvements, upgrades, new gear, things that we're trying this season. So it's kind of just a a roundtable discussion between the three of us on goals, tactics, system improvements, you know, our, our hunting system, gear improvements, gear updates, upgrades, and hopefully we meet some of these goals. We, we are successful in completing these goals, and it turns out to be a good season. It's already, as you'll hear in this episode, we've already completed one of our goals because we just literally, I just got back from our first ever dove hunt, and boy, was it a good time. Like we we've not done that before, and man, we just had a blast. But between, let me see, it was uh, it was me, Jacob, Jeff, his wife Amber, and our dad. So between the group of us, we ended up with with twelve doves. We we missed a ton of doves, so got to practice more for next year. But uh, had a blast. So we'll definitely be be doing more of that. Maybe again this season, and definitely it'll we'll, we're going to be adding that to our list of hunts for seasons in the future. So it was a good time. If you've not tried dove hunting, I highly, highly recommend it now that we've done it and had a blast. So with that, I want to take a minute here to talk about Monster Whitetail Grub. Really appreciate them supporting the podcast. It means a ton to us. It allows us to continue to make these episodes and continue bringing you guys content. And so it means a lot to us. So one way that you could sort of say thank you to us is to check out Monster Whitetail Grub and their products. A lot of deer feed companies out there. So, you know, buy what you like, but we really like Monster Whitetail Grub. We've had great success with it. It's a high quality product. And the other thing that I really like about it is it's an Ohio company with an Ohio product. They try to source everything locally here in Ohio, the ingredients, even the packaging. So by supporting Monster Whitetail Grub, you're supporting the Ohio Huntsman podcast as well as the Ohio economy. So it's a win-win for everybody. Like I said, I appreciate them supporting the podcast and I would appreciate it if you all would check them out and consider using them if you use feed as an attractant or just to supplement your your deer in your area whatever whatever you like they've got feed they've got mineral they've got what you need so check out monster whitetail grub there'll be a link in the description to them and how to buy their product and i would appreciate it so now we're going to get into our goals episode for the 2019-2020 season Welcome to the Ohio Huntsman Podcast, where three brothers, Jason, Jacob, and Jeff, discuss all things hunting in Ohio. Our goal is to be your source for accurate and reliable hunting news and conservation issues in the great state of Ohio, as well as some fun and interesting conversations along the way. 
This is the Ohio Huntsman Podcast. Are you listening? All right. Today's show, it's it's Jacob, Jeff, and I, and we are going to talk goals, plans, upgrades for the 2019 hunting season. So we did one of these last year, so if you want, go back and uh, refer to that episode to kind of hear our goals from last year, and we thought it would be a good idea to do another one of these. I'm sure a lot of the listeners set goals for themselves for the season, things they want to achieve, things they want to try, that sort of thing. So that's the idea with this episode. So we're each just going to kind of go around and talk about some of our, our goals for the season. And I'm going to start and I might be stealing this one from Jeff because it was kind of his idea, but, uh, we're going to do a dove hunt this year. And so one of my goals is to shoot a dove at this dove hunt. So, uh, we've, you guys have probably heard us talk, you know, our, our, our grandfather just passed away and he's got a farm where we're allowed to hunt. And, uh, so we've sort of put this plan together. We're going to try and go out to his farm and, and, you know, walk corn rows, walk field edges, that sort of thing. And see if we can't, uh, stir up some dove hunting action. So that's, that's goal number one is to shoot a dove this year. You guys, uh, was that on your list? Did I steal that from anybody? Uh, yeah, I did have, well, not necessarily that specifically, but, um, my goal was just do more small games slash, you know, dove, bird, different, just different types of hunting. Um, people who are listeners would know, I mean, like our bread and butter, the thing we were raised on was primarily whitetail hunting um and squirrel hunting but i've kind of gotten out of squirrel hunting recently so i went out last year once or twice and didn't get anything squirrel hunting wise so i definitely want to get it get after the squirrel this year uh the dove hunt is definitely exciting i think that'll be fun um but yeah that's kind of one of mine is to just do some more different types of hunting and kind of get back to some of that stuff so yeah i had a goal to do more small game hunting um, squirrel and dove mostly because, uh, can't really hunt rabbits. I'm deathly allergic to them. So I had a goal to get out there and do probably a lot more squirrel hunting, a little bit more dove hunting. Um, just get some meat for the table. So deathly alert, deathly allergic. Well, I, mean, I guess I'm not is, deathly allergic, but it's it's pretty bad situation. It's pretty. It's yeah. It's I I, I do not blame you at all for not wanting to get anywhere yeah. near rabbits after after that. But yeah, I get a very bad skin irritation. Well, I I would I would say it's more than that. It's a it's a pretty from I haven't had it, but from what I've seen, it's a pretty painful rash. Like yeah yeah. Uh, hands, I mean, cause typically I get it on my hands and right. they swell up to, I don't even know what you want to call Mickey mouse hands. Maybe, <laughs> maybe that's something how like that. Yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's a good analogy. Yeah. yeah. They kind of look like they look like the, uh, the Mickey mouse glove. That's a good way. Yeah. To look. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I don't blame you for not wanting to fool around with rabbits, but last year, I think one of your goals was a black squirrel and I don't think you ever achieved said goal, right? Yeah, yeah. I still have that goal. Um, I'm probably not going to 
push it as hard this year. I it's mean, if it happens, priority. it happens. Yeah, because, I mean, last year I had a, a camera out for deer and kept getting black squirrels on this one camera. And now I'm not getting black squirrels on that camera anymore. So, I'm, I mean, they're still probably around, but I'm not specifically targeting them anymore. You know, now that you're not targeting them, you're probably going to see a bunch of black squirrels, especially when you're not out squirrel hunting. Right, right. I'll be sitting in the deer that deer stand by that camera and see a black squirrel. Yep. Yeah. All right. So one of my other, I'm going to continue in the vein of goals, I guess. And then I, I want to talk about a few like new, new things I want to try and or uh, improvements. But so one of the other goals that I have this year is I want to take Ella out hunting with me. So I have, I have zero expectations of actually shooting anything. It's more just about getting her out there with me. She, which this makes me very happy, but she is like on fire excited about deer season. Anytime we, you know, I say, Oh, deer season's coming, you know, she squeals deer season and she's just on fire excited this year for some reason, which is awesome to me. So I've got a, um, one of the properties that I have access to has an elevated hard sided blind there. It's, it's not my blind, but they, they told me I could use it. So I'm going to, it's kind of, covered in brush. So I got it. I think I'm going to try and get out there this weekend maybe and clear the brush away from that. And my plan is to take her early season, of course, when it's not too terribly cold and set in that blind for however long she's willing to, uh, to set there and take her hunting for the first time. My, uh, suggestion, obviously I've taken Lily out a time or two my suggestion to you will be um lots of snacks make sure you have a lot of snacks yeah. and make sure they're in ziplocs because i made the mistake of just like last minute grabbing snacks and of course lily the entire time was just like crunching the chip bag or whatever she was getting into <laughs> um yeah. again not that i had any expectations right she's still very young um i plan on taking her out again this year um and this year, I'm really hoping I can at least get a deer in front of us. Whether I shoot the deer or have an opportunity, that'll be a whole nother topic. But I hope we yeah. can actually see something. Um, you know, it's hard to keep her because Lily is also similar to Ella. She's just super excited, especially uh, when she gets to go hunting with daddy. It's super exciting. So she's full of, you know, how four-year-old Lily's four and four-year-olds are full of questions. So the whole time it's, what, what is this? What is this? What was that? Why are we doing this? Yeah. Yep. So yeah, it's super the fun. Snacks, yeah. The snacks tips also a good tip for taking your wife hunting. <laughs> in case anyone's wondering. That's, yeah. That's what I've heard, Jeff. I've heard your wife is, uh, in need of snacks in the tree stand. Yeah. Yeah. That, Last year, opening day, you know, we sit down, we we get settled down, you know, it's getting to be that golden hour, and she asked, did you bring snacks? Actually, she texted me, because she didn't want to talk, and said, did you bring <laughs> snacks? And I said, no, 
And she said, that was a mistake or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> lesson yeah. learned. Lesson yeah. learned. On the same vein of uh, taking youth hunting, um, I have goals to take my niece, who's 12, uh, hunting this year. Uh, deer hunting. She's, you know, hasn't grown up shooting guns, really, but she... Seems to be pretty good with a with a gun, uh, you know, pretty accurate, um, very teachable with safety. So I'm hoping to get her out and get her a deer because um, I don't think if I take her out in the cold and it, at least she doesn't see something that she's going to want to go back. You know, I think it's uh, kind of one of those things where it's something that some of her friends are doing, you know, some of her friends hunt. So she's, she's interested, but I, I think I need to make it a good opportunity for her to get her hooked. So your plan is to take her out for youth season or youth gun. Yeah. Yeah. And what do you Uh, got her shooting? What are you going to have her shoot? A single, a single shot, 44 Magnum, uh, CVA. I don't know what they're called. But it's a forty-four Magnum yeah. signal shot. Yeah, she's she's pretty good with it. Um, you know, accurate enough to to shoot a deer at least. Yeah, well, that's cool. You you just taking her to out at your place, or what are your? I'm not I'm not exactly sure. I'm hoping Jacob's place is gonna be loaded with deer, so I can that's take true. her there and uh, you know, give her a slam dunk on one. Um, but. I'm going to, you know, when it gets closer to time, I'm going to weigh my options of where I'm most likely to get a deer in front of her and go there. Yeah, that would be, that would be good. Hopefully that works out. Yeah, I'm excited. Well, I guess, I guess that uh, brings me into um, another point that I don't think I've disclosed on the podcast yet is um, I have new property. (laughs) Yeah. How's Uh, that for a segue? Yeah, there you go. Um, so that's obviously part of my dreams and aspirations for the season is um, I have my own hunting property now. Um, it's nothing enormous, but it's certainly not tiny. It's 14 acres um, down the road. We plan on building a house there, but for now it's just a recreational property while we save up some more money. Um, but the neighbor, uh, he's a hunter and he tells me it's loaded with deer it needs some uh thinning he's basically what he's told me based on the pictures he sent me and kind of what he said is that there are a lot of does running around so uh, that's one of my goals is to get out on the property learn the property kind of see how the deer use the property and then also thin the herd out a little bit um you know jeff and i had like he said we had talked if it is as overrun with does as the neighbor's telling me uh, it might be a great opportunity for him to get his niece out there and get a deer in front of her so that he doesn't miss that opportunity to kind of light that fire in her for hunting in the outdoors. So, uh, but that's one of my goals, I guess, is to get out there and enjoy that property and hunt it the best I can and just kind of learn. Cause it's brand new to me. I mean, I, I've walked it a couple times uh, but I haven't even put cameras out on it yet. I plan on going out there this weekend and hanging stands and cleaning lanes and that kind of stuff. But um, we'll see 
I guess, what it holds and what it doesn't hold. I'm just going off what the neighbor says. He says there's deer everywhere. But he's a uh, more selective hunter, we'll say. He hunts pretty much just shoots one buck a year because his family doesn't really eat a ton of venison. So um, as a result, I guess there's a lot of does running around. He said his son has hunted it a couple times or in and around the area. Um, and he says he sees a bunch of deer. So here's to hoping that's kind of where I'm hoping Lily, I can get a deer in front of Lily and I is sitting out there. Like I said, if it is as thick and deer as they say it is, hopefully we can get a couple in front of the youth this year. Yeah. Hopefully that, uh, that works out. That'd be cool if that, if that plays out. So my plan is to take some monster whitetail grub and put it out in front of this blind, you know, the week or something before we go out there and hopefully that'll chum the waters enough and we can at least see a deer. So, yeah, yeah, I definitely, uh, plan to do the same before I take Lily out is to make sure I chum the waters up the best I can to bring them in. Right. We'll see. Okay. So, I'll move into another one. So as you guys have may or may not have heard by now, uh, like I said, a couple minutes ago, our grandfather passed away. And so that's kind of, uh, I guess ignited a desire in me to get a deer out at grandpa's. It just seems like a, I don't know, it would be a special sort of send off if we could do that. I mean, it would be nice if it was a, a nice deer, but you know, we, we've struggled in the years past to, to get any kind of, uh, mature buck out there. You know, we get pictures and then the crops harden off and they sort of disappear. Hunting pressure picks up and, you know, those, those deer disappear. But if that happens, you know, maybe with the late planting this year, those deer will stick around or, who knows, but I just think that would be a cool sort of thing to be able to do this year, give grandma the meat, you know, and just seems like a, a I don't know, a, like I said, a cool sort of send off. Yeah, I'm uh, on the same vein. I know you and I have talked about that also. Um, just I plan on hunting out there opening day and I... Uh, yeah. Like I'd like to get a look at those big deer, but as you said, the history out there isn't always the best for us. But we'll see. Never yeah. know. Maybe, maybe Grandpa will send one us send us one our way. That's what I'm hoping. We've got some. Uh, we've got, yeah, we've got, got some, some little extra. Mojo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, it'd, it'd be nice. But at the same, like you said, in the same, you know, I don't know. It'll be. It's going to be hard for me if it gets to be. You know witching hour so to speak at the end because i'm gonna hunt the evening out there opening day um i'll probably take a big old fat doe down too but just to give grandma the meat like you said or do whatever yeah you know, it's just it'd be it'd be special though like i said i've taken a couple deer out there uh, i took a buck out there opening day a couple years ago um you know nothing not a wall hanger but it's still nice especially knowing that it's you know grandpa's property and now that that has a little more meaning now that he's not with us anymore so yeah so that's uh 
that's in the plans. I'll be, you know, Jacob and I will both be out there opening the evening of opening days. So, uh, wish us luck. Hopefully we can get something done. I want to take a quick break here to talk about our sponsor, Maston's Deer Sense. Check them out because they've got awesome scents. We're really looking forward to using their scents this fall. And not only do they have the liquid scents, but they've got scented candles. So you can try that in their in their double scent stack, which is like uh, a cylinder that you would put the candle in to keep the candle from blowing out. And then you can it's got a tray on top that you could put liquid scent in. And that's why they call it the double scent stack. You can run two scents, the scented candle and then a liquid scent in the tray on top. The candle heats the scent and allows it to carry farther, makes it a more realistic scent. And so we're really looking forward to trying that and seeing what kind of success we have with that, as well as just some of their other scent products. So their scent bottles actually fit right into their scent dripper bags. So all you do is screw the lid off, screw the dripper top on, goes right into the bag, no mess, no fuss, super easy. So now's a great time to get those scrape lines running and and use those to get bucks pattern. So check them out, mastinsdeersense.com, and there'll be a link in the description for that to make it easy for you guys. Now, back to the episode. So do you guys have other goals you want to talk about before we transition into improvements or new things that you're wanting to try this year? Uh, I have one other goal. Um, I got drawn for one of the local, sorry, my mic cut out there. Let me take a break and then we'll pick it back up. I have one other goal. Uh, I got drawn for one of the local park hunts for the county I live in. Um, So one of my goals is to, the way these are structured is if you're one of the top hunters, you harvest the most deer uh you get invited back so i was drawn for it a few years ago uh, and we didn't have a ton of luck um jason got a big giant buck out of there but he's the only one that had any luck um i guess i can go back to the way it's structured is if you live in the county you can apply you get drawn and then you're allowed to um bring guest hunters that don't necessarily have to live in the county um so like I said, a couple of years ago, we hunted there. Jason was able to harvest a nice deer. Uh, none of us, we passed some smaller deer because we had heard, you know, there's all these big giant bucks and then it kind of fizzled out. We didn't have any luck. It wasn't what we thought it was going to be. And then we didn't end up harvesting anything else out of there. Uh, so my goal this year is to get in there and harvest enough deer to get invited back so that I don't have to wait until I draw again. Yeah. And for those, I mean, for those of you guys that don't know or aren't aware, a lot of the a lot of your county park systems have lottery hunts to to manage deer at the parks level. That what we're finding is a lot of them don't advertise it. They don't publish that data a lot, and it sort of seems like by design, like they kind of want to keep that sort of hush hush. I suspect that might be because of uh you know they've got different interest groups you know donating money you know friends of the parks and that sort of thing you know and and so they at least our experience has been sometimes you gotta specifically call them or send them an email it's not something that you're going to find on their website so you 
you probably already missed the deadlines for this year, but next year, think about that. If you're not already aware of a local parks hunt in your county, reach out to your park system and see if they have something like that in your county. Because that's what Jacob's talking about. We got He got drawn for one of these parks hunts. Yeah, and like, you know, it's, like I said, we didn't have a super good experience the first time. Half of that was probably our own fault, not really knowing what we're doing and um, passing on some deer that we probably could have taken in order to increase our total harvest numbers. But um, the other thing is a lot of these lands, at least in the county I live in, um, they're not, this is the only time anyone has access to them. So these deer are not hunted, um, you know, so a lot of them are pretty thick in deer. So you can have some pretty good experiences, uh, um, seeing either a lot of deer or sometimes some big bucks, if that's your thing, uh, because they're kind of a sanctuary type areas a lot of times because they're not hunted and they're not walked a lot. You know, these aren't the parks that have the trails through them for the most part. These are kind of off things owned by the park but they're off the beaten trail they're conservation areas they're you know they're not going to have you sitting in a tree while someone's walking a trail underneath you that just doesn't make sense right uh, so a lot of them are pretty untouched for the most part so they're a good opportunity uh, especially for public land hunters um you know you pay taxes in your county so might as well i mean you're apply for it if you get drawn like i said it's a good opportunity to hunt new property uh worst case you at least kind of can get some practice in for hunting public land because it's land that you don't have access to beforehand and then you kind of go in blind and you got to figure it out and you know get up whatever you want to do figure out the deer figure out where they're at how to hunt them and try to get them out of there so yeah i mean i would say it's a it's a it's definitely an interesting challenge right because at least in this with our experience, you are not allowed in that the, the, you know, these pieces of property are not open to the public on a regular basis. So you're not allowed in there preseason to scout or, or figure anything out. You've got to look at maps, you know, you can drive around the perimeter and kind of see what, what you can see, but you're basically relying on maps, topo map, satellite view, whatever. And then like Jacob said, you go in, blind more or less and depending on the length of the window of time you know you might have a week you might have a month but you've got sort of a, a short you don't have all season right you you've you're drawn for a limited like i said you know maybe it's a week long maybe it's um a month long what three weeks whatever you've got to figure that parcel out figure out where the deer are moving without completely blowing them out of there because it's not like, you know, you're talking a thousand acre chunk. It's 60 acres. It's a hundred acres, you know, that kind of thing. And so it really sort of tests your, your ability to get in, figure out where the deer are moving and capitalize on that, I guess. So from there, is that all of our goals then? I have a few few goals. All right, let's hear them. Um, my first one is pretty simple. Uh, last year, I was really focusing on shooting a nice buck, a mature buck. 
um, and passed on a lot of does. Um, so this year, my goal is to shoot some does because um, my freezer's empty now and I'm regretting passing on those does. Yeah, so, that's always the risk you run for sure. Yeah, yeah. So at least at this point, I'm, you know, I have a goal to shoot shoot some more does. Uh, the other goal I have is to kind of get out of my normal rut. Every every year I seem to get into the same rut of like I'm gonna hunt this stand and I just because it's easy, it's convenient, whatever. I'm you know I'm just gonna keep doing the exact same thing and expect different results basically. Yeah. Um. So this year I plan to you know try different things, hunt different places, hunt you know hunt areas in different ways and you know just get out of the 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 same routine you know i get my favorite stand and that's basically all i hunt all season and then i never see any deer i really think we could benefit from that down at the cabin like i feel like we do sort of the same things year after year the same way we access the same way and I think it, I think it would be cool to sit down and just sort of, you know, lay the map out. We know sort of how things lay out from on the ground, you know, point of view. Right? We've been hunting it for a while, and I just I I I have this hunch that we could maybe turn things on its head a little bit and have some more success down there if we switch things up. Uh, it, it may end up being a giant bust, but. I just have this hunch that if we switch things up a little bit, maybe access where we're going to hunt a little differently or something that we could maybe unlock some, some mysteries down there. Yeah. Or maybe just hunt. Go ahead, Jeff. I was going to say maybe just hunt the places. Cause basically if it's not easy to access down there, we don't hunt it. You know, if it's difficult yeah, to get to that place to hunt now yeah, we'll hunt somewhere else. We only hunt the easy to access, really. I mean, are you guys talking bow hunt or are you talking gun week? I mean, those are kind of two different animals. I'm talking or all the both. above. I guess. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, I, I know we've talked for years between the three of us um, about turning because, you know, if you listen to our podcast, you know, gun week down there consists of some deer drives. Um, and I know we've talked for years about flipping those on their head and just doing different deer drives, approaching the drives differently, whether that's flipping them around completely and driving them the opposite direction or just, you know, taking smaller chunks, bigger chunks, sending, you know, outside drivers in first and then middle drivers following later, just different ideas. And, you know, the guy, the guys that have hunted down there before us and that we're kind of following in their footsteps are by default getting older. Um, so they're not really interested in new things cause they're not as young as they used to be to put it nicely. Um, <laughs> so I think, I mean, that might be something that the three of us are just going to have to, as we kind of turn over the hunters, you know, as the old guys get older and spend more time at the cabin enjoying themselves and, you know, we get out there and start bringing our kids out there. We'll be able to 
set our own traditions and own ways of doing things of maybe switching this drive or because I'm with you. I think, you know, they say that I don't know. The argument is that deer aren't smart enough to know the difference, you know, especially down there. The deer don't get super mature because they're hunted pretty hard. It's national forest, public land, big deer are few and far between. Um, But I think part of that is the big deer just are smart. They know (laughs) because we've seen pictures of big deer on cameras down there. Um, And they just, they, they don't make themselves seen during times when they can be killed. Yeah, I guess that's what, or even times they can't be killed legally because that's also a thing down there that we've unfortunately come across is some of the locals don't necessarily respect the game laws, but, um, you know, the big deer tend to not make it, whether that's in season or out, that's not my, you know, I'm not there, so I don't know. But what we hear story-wise is that not everyone down there follows game laws, we'll say. I'd also uh, be curious, though, to, like, do you still hear those? Because I know in years past, right, when we were a kid or whatever, that that was the word. But, like, here recently, I haven't heard much of that. I'm wondering if that's just, it, do you think yeah, that still goes it, on? I don't know. I don't know. Like I said, I mean, dad got a pretty good buck down there this year, which, you know, like I said, usually you don't get too many big deer. I've seen cameras, our neighbor down there, the, or cabin neighbor, I guess, um, the property next door, he runs a couple cameras year round and, um, he showed us some pictures of some pretty big deer in the past. So they're down there. Um, I know, I guess a positive thing is this year for the last, I don't know, probably five years, Every year, there was one spot at the end of this real country back road where there would be a deer carcass with its head cut off every year. But this year, that didn't happen. Um, so whether that person, whoever that is, we don't, we have no idea, um, is dumping somewhere else or whether that person's no longer. And I, maybe that deer's not even poached. I don't know. I have no idea. Because it was during gun season when we would see it. Um I mean, they're obviously wasting a lot of their deer if that's harvested legally. But, um, you know, I, I think it's probably happening less as the good old boys, quote unquote, for lack of a better term, kind of die off or are no longer able to hunt down there. Um, and you know, I just the game, we see more of the game warden now than we ever used to. Right. Which is good. I think that's like, a good thing. I think you only you, you can only get away with that stuff for so long before, you know, word gets out, somebody tells somebody, and you get busted, you know. And I just I I don't know. I certainly yeah. don't hear as much about it as as we used to when we were kids. Right. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the like I said, a lot of the locals that we have, you know, we grew up hunting with down there have either aged out or passed away. And that's where we hear a lot of the stories from. You know, uh, you know, there's still locals we know down there, but they're it's kind of turned over to a younger generation of the locals, quote unquote. Um, and they seem to follow the rules a little more, at least from the stories we hear. Like I said, we don't live down there, so it's hard to say. Well, and like, you know, like Jeff said, we generally go where it's easy to get to. Right. I mean, it's, it's you know, more or less clear walk in, walk out the ridge sort of thing. And so I'm, I'm half wondering if there might be deer there and we're just 
not, you know, because we're doing the same thing that we've always done, which is more or less the, you know, the, the easy route, if you will, we're not seeing or getting into some of that thicker bedding or, or, you know, we're not getting into that more mature, mature deer habitat, if you will, especially when they get pressured and they, they go into some of that thicker, deeper, nastier stuff and disappear for gun week. Yeah. I mean, I, I, like I said, I can't prove it cause I don't have pictures or firsthand experience cause I haven't walked into that nasty stuff, but uh, those deer have to be going into the nastiest, thickest stuff and just hanging out. Yeah. They wouldn't, they wouldn't survive. You know, there's too many eyes, too many guns. Like I said, it's public land. A lot of what we hunt down there, it's some years thicker than others with hunters, but those deer wouldn't survive if they made themselves seen or known. Well, and they also know or quickly learn what properties are off limits to hunters and they pile in there, you know, when the hunting pressure goes up, because you'll see that driving around, you know, at dusk every, every year, you know, the properties that are off limits to hunters, there's, 30 deer standing, you know, in their little two acre field. Yeah. And I, I, I wouldn't, I'm not, I guess I'm not even saying that they remember that year to year. I, I just think they see, they see guys in the woods, they smell guys in the woods and they go, Oh, Hey, this, this spot over here, we don't seem to get messed with. So we're just going to hang out here. Yeah. I'm not, so Jeff, did you have any other, uh, goals? I think that was that was it for our goal for my goals. All right. So to transition then into sort of new things I want to try or upgrades or improvements. So one thing I want to try and I still haven't bought the parts to do this which coming down to the wire here. I guess I don't have to do this right at start of season, but it would be nice to have it is I've got a a lightweight like the Hawk helium stuff. So I got a Hawk helium tree stand and the Hawk helium sticks, which those come with the sticks in particular come with, uh, like your standard cam buckle, if you will. So there's a, you know, you wrap it around the tree, you hook it onto the step and then, you know, you pull the strap and the, and the cam buckle holds it tight. Well, those are pretty heavy. So I'm wanting to convert those to the lone wolf style rope mod. So they get a, I think they call it a Versa button. And if you haven't seen it, just Google lone wolf rope mod or, or, but basically I want to convert my sticks cause that'll, I haven't weighed it, but I've, I've got to imagine, or I know that's going to save me some weight cause it's just rope and a little plastic button on the front basically so all that weight from those metal buckles and the the metal hook i mean it's a plastic coated hook but it's still a metal hook like all that strap weight basically is going to come off and make my sticks lighter i would imagine it's going to be a couple you know, i don't know two pounds three sticks you got a buckle and, and a hook per stick so that'll help me and then the other thing that I'm really looking forward to is now that we're working with Mastins is I really want to play around with scents this year. 
and see what works, what doesn't, what, you know, time of season do scents work better or which scents work better at different times of season. I've played around with them just marginally in the past, right? Buy a bottle of scent and I don't know, stick a scent wick out and maybe a deer walks by, maybe it doesn't. But I really want to, I'm really looking forward to playing around with some of those mast and scents. And like you guys have heard in, in the commercials that we do, they've got just, it's not just your, your liquid scents, right? They've got some of these scented candles and their double scent stacker and just a lot of different things that I'm, I'm really looking forward to playing around with this year and seeing if it helps me. Yeah. I'm also, uh, interested in playing around a little bit with scents now that, like you say, we have a, the sponsor with Mastins, uh, because I've kind of, I've used scents in the past, like you said, but for me, they've been totally neutral. I've never had an experience where it's like I put a scent out, a scent wick, or I, you know, whatever, throw the buck, you know, spray the buck bomb or whatever it is, name the scent. I've never had it where it's like that deer came in because I had that scent. You know, it's, or, you know, you run a scent trail running off your boot. I've never had a deer come in nose to the ground following my scent. So I've just never had an experience where it's like an aha, like that scent is exactly why this deer came in. And now I'm going to use that from now on. So I'm hoping I can play around, like you said, a little bit with some scents and just see what the deer react to, what they don't. Um, you know, in terms of cover scent versus attractant scent, you know, like I, for me, it's just kind of been, I've used cover scents for me and I've tried putting, you know, the doestra scent or the, you know, the buck scent or whatever it is, the buck urine. And for me, it's just kind of been, it's out there. It's probably not hurting me, but I don't know that it's helping me. I haven't noticed any increase in deer activity. You know, it's not like it's never, I've never had that moment where it's like, I put my doe and heat out and every buck, you know, it's like buck, it's buck parade. I've never come, I've probably never hunted property that that would be an option, but yeah, I just, I'd like to see some sort of feedback or outcome from using sense. Cause I know they work or else there wouldn't be a market for them. You know, guys wouldn't use them if they didn't work. Yeah. It's just a matter of finding what works. And like you said, you know, with Mastin's, it's it's different. It's not your normal aerosol can of deer urine. Yeah, know? and I well, and I I'll, don't. What I was gonna say is also it's not the same, you know, doe and estrus or deer urine that every other guy in the woods has. You know, with Mastin's, you know, it's not your tinks where I think the deer get wise to that and they know. Yeah, that smell isn't a deer. That smells a hunter who has, you know, the bottle of tinks. Right. I think they get they get used to it, you know, especially with those mass produced ones. So that's my opinion on that. Yeah, I think you could be right with that. And I just I'll be curious to see because I don't I don't know that you can expect a deer to like follow nose to the ground you're at least not a mature deer like you might have a yearling you know nose to the ground follow where you pull the scent drag but 
I think you could expect deer to come in from downwind. And that's always the challenge with me, right? Is like your the scent is going to go where the wind blows, but you don't want your scent to go where the wind blows, right? Or, you know, you don't want, what am I trying to say? The direction you think the deer are going to come from, you don't want your scent blowing that way, but you want the scent, the attractant scent that you put out to blow that way, right? And so it's like this, where do I put it? How do I utilize this? So that's, I guess that's what I'm looking forward to kind of playing around with. You know, maybe it is the the scent drags on the way to the stand and, you know, that scent sort of wafts downwind or... I don't know. We'll have to see, but looking forward to messing around with that. Yeah. The scent drags is about the only real successful use of scent, you know, where I know like that that deer came because I had the scent out. I had a year and a half year old come basically nose to the ground and followed my, you know, it was a steep incline and it followed the path I took up that steep incline. You know, so it, yeah. I knew it was following it. There was, you know, no doubt about it. Um, so. Yeah. So do you guys have any, any new sort of things you want to try or new strategies or anything? I mean, I'm going to kind of, I guess, piggyback off last year. I'm going to try to do more hang and hunt or you know, hike in type hunting versus set a tree stand, set it and forget it and hunt that tree stand, you know. Right. Not that there's not a place for hang on tree stands, but, um, you know, I have a climbing stand. I'm going to try to utilize that more and just try hunting different spots that I've never hunted because there's not a stand there. Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of one of my goals. It's the same stand I've had before, uh, but I'm just going to try and, utilize it a little more, a little better, now that I'm more comfortable with it, just to be able to kind of get into a couple different spots where it's maybe hasn't been hit as hard or pressured as much or hunted, at least by us, because, you know, there's no ladder stand or hang on stand already there. So there's no access there. Um, you know, I haven't made the leap into the, you know, super light, mobile stands or saddles or anything like that. Um, not doing that this year. I'd like to get into saddles eventually. It sounds like a cool idea, but there's a little bit of a cost barrier and I got other things that I'm spending my money on. So, yeah. Yeah. So I don't have anything else. So if you guys don't have anything else, we can wrap her up. I think the only other thing I kind of knew for me this year is uh, I cleared out a, uh, a pricker thicket. Um, you know, that's not very big. It's maybe, you know, a 20 by 10, you know, 20 foot by 10 foot area that was just covered in prickers and it was nasty. So I cleared that out and uh, then I was like, well, I got all this bare dirt here now, so I'm going to throw down some food plot seed and see what takes. So we'll see what happens with that. If uh, the food plot comes in, then uh, that's good, and that could be a good good place to hunt. If it doesn't, then eh, at least I tried. Yeah, so you did that 
recently here? Yeah, yeah. I uh, cleared out the, you know, I've been clearing out the, the area, I don't know, maybe for the past month. And then uh, last weekend, I threw down the food plot seed okay. right before a right before a rain just kind of did a mixture of a few things uh i used some rye grass which i typically don't like to use because deer don't really like it i mean they'll, they'll eat it but it's not like a something that really attracts them in but i was really concerned that nothing was going to grow there so i I did use some ryegrass in the mixture and then radish and turnip and then clover. So okay. we'll see. We'll see what takes. Yeah. That'll be interesting. So like we said, we are just going to run through some of our goals. I think it's good to start the season with some goals or some targets in mind. And hopefully that, uh, either you guys already have your goals set or maybe that sort of spurs some ideas and, things you want to try or maybe new things you want to do this year that you've been thinking about doing for the past couple seasons and never got around to it or, or whatever's been holding you back. Maybe this year's the year to uh, make the leap, give it a try. So I just want to thank everybody for listening. It's been, uh, it's been good. We're coming up on a year, which has been awesome, kind of flown by. And uh, just really appreciate all the listeners, all the people that comment on social and just keep uh, keep on liking our stuff. Keep sharing the content. Let us know what you want to hear, what type of content you want to hear, and we will do our best to cover it. So with that, thanks, guys. All right. So those are our goals for the season. Some of the new things we're going to try. Let us know, send us a message, what some of your goals are. We'd be curious to hear if they're if they're similar or if you're trying something new this season. We're always interested in hearing that kind of stuff. And now that we've done our first dove hunt, for those of you that are, are maybe more experienced than us in dove hunting, let us know what's your favorite dove ammo. Shoot us a message, uh, respond to this episode post, whatever. Because now we're kind of curious. What's you know? We just went out and bought whatever, but maybe there's something better out there that we should be trying. So let us know what your favorite dove ammo is. And as always, check us out on OhioHuntsman.com. Follow us on social, Instagram and Facebook. We've got merchandise on the website. We've got shirts, hoodies, long sleeve shirts, and our new decals. Check all that out at OhioHuntsman.com, and that's where all of our content is housed now. So check it out and continue to follow, continue to share. We really, really appreciate you guys and all the good feedback we get, and good luck this season. Thanks for listening. <laughs>